Hey everybody, it is high noon on a Wednesday. It's crazy COVID times. Alright, well here we are. It's the AltaCast here on Mutiny Radio. High noon, Wednesday, April 8th. What day is it today? Come on, Benjamin. It's old, I don't know what day it is, Benjamin here. April 8th, 2020. Here we are, Mutiny Radio. Just got some really great news. If you are a MutinyRadio.fm listener and you love Old Soul Radio on Sundays from 8 to 10, used to be 10 to midnight, now it's 8 to 10 on Sundays, Old Soul Radio, Professor Gable, great rapper, musical artist, great guys, always bring the good music, and his dad is a savior. So thanks to the foundation that is saving Mutiny Radio. Basically the way that things are happening is that what the government is promising us all this money. But you have to apply for this money and it takes like 60 days at the minimum for these forgivable loans to come in. I guess I'm from what I'm understanding the first 10,000 is a grant from the government and then after that it's a interest-free loan for six months and then you pay it back at a lower interest rate etc cetera, etc cetera. but for me I'm like I don't want a loan we can't have a, I can't owe people money also the scary thing is I apply for all these things they take 60 days the money wasn't there to sustain it for the 60 days dear Lord what do we do while we're waiting for this promised money also Forgivable loan, diametrically opposed words. Do you not agree? Forgivable loan. Loan means that you're going to pay it back. Forgivable means you're not. Ugh, can't you just call it a grant? Can't you just call it a grant so you don't scare the socialists away that are afraid of having debt attached to their name? Anyway. So, thank you, Professor Gable. Thank you to the Professor Professor Gable. Big Gable. So many thanks. Like... A mitzvah. You did a mitzvah. So thank you. So the station's going to be fine for two months until this stuff kicks in. Because now, thanks to the people who put money in the GoFundMe, thank you, thank you, thank you for doing that. And then with this money from this granted money, that's going to be great. And then I've signed up for all these other grants. So maybe I'll get those and everything will be okay. Or everything will get back to normal and everything will be okay again. Right? Right? And I don't know. All I know is that I was wearing my Lucifer jacket in the Tenderloin. And a gentleman said to me, oh, girl, you're hot as hell. And I was like, that's so appropriate because I'm wearing a Lucifer jacket. Oh, man. And he called me girl. Oh, girl, you're hot as hell. Mm. Double entendre with the jacket. Thank you, Tenderloin. Making me feel better moment by moment. Girl, you've been looking a long. You've been living a long time to look 22. Look, I fucked up my own line. That was actually a line someone said to me, which was great. I'm like, great, yes, please compliment me on the street. I am an old woman, old lady Benjamin, old nervous breakdown Benjamin. Sometimes I have to do it. I did yesterday. I had a nervous breakdown, but it worked. It worked. You know, and that's one of those things. God, Lord, Latoya, please, for the love of Christ, call in 415-550-0511 or anybody else, honestly. 
but oh where was I a mitzvah they gave me money everything's gonna be okay oh nervous breakdowns so it's one of those things where like I, I like to be ch being chill feels good I like to be chill and I like to live in a fantasy world where I can be chill but then the problem is that the real world exists and sort of the way that I interact with the real real world is like through series of small crises if that makes sense like I'm really dramatic obviously I'm an incredibly dramatic person and I, when, when I'm chilled out, I'm not being dramatic. <laughs> and so nothing gets done! Or maybe the things, I don't know. Anyways, I had a nervous breakdown yesterday. Crying, freaking out, yelling at people on the phone, sorry. Um, and not yelling, just expressing myself exuberantly and the confusion and pain and difficulty of feeling like I'm losing something that's important to me because of money. And then feeling powerless in a time where I don't have access to money. So for the white knight super savior to jump on through and save Mutiny Radio is amazeballs. And also for all the people that have been passing around that GoFundMe. It's, uh, it's all going to be okay. And it sucks though that I had to have like... 24 hours of just I, I'm embarrassed of the podcast from Monday I was negative so negative but then like that negativity spawned me into freaking the fuck out and screaming for money and then it happened it actually happened so wow it's weird to feel listened to thank you for Four one five 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 zero zero five one one. We have some interesting stuff happening today with Warhol Kaufman. He is a scriptwriter. He's he went to school for playwriting, and so he has all these plays he wrote like ten years ago. And it's it's much like me. I should be reading all of my unpublished novels right now. Like, uh, let's just read Hijo Perdido and um, Camp. Oh, I loved Camp. I love that story. Or the soon-to-be legend of Farmer Keith. Oh, phone call. Hey, caller, you're on the air. You're live on AltaCast here. Hey, Pam. Hey, who's this? Hello? Hello? Hello, you're on Mutiny Radio. Oh, you left. Okay, well. I don't know who that was, but they said, hi, Pam. So, someone's listening. That's nice. You too can give me a call. 415-550-0511. Going to be performing Emergency Briss in the Tenderloin to uh, thank Levinson Foundation. Because they're the ones giving us money. Oh, my God. The 501c3. Also, big shout out to Media Alliance. We're under their 501c3 umbrella making that donation possible. So thank you to Mutiny or to Media Alliance. They've been great for years. They've been helping out with Common Thread Collective and Diamond Dave. So thank you to Media Alliance and to the Levinson Foundation. 
Yay. I had a really interesting conversation with a man on my way here through the Tenderloin um, because I walk. I don't take the bus. Try to lower that vector, Victor. And um, his name is Aziz. And I guess I met him on the bus before. And he is from uh, Saudi Arabia. And he got kicked out of the country because he had two million Twitter followers or something. And he was saying negative things about the royal family. And they, like, kicked him out and won't let him back. And he plays instruments called the U-V-E-U-B-E. Anyways, hopefully he's going to come play some music live for us. Not today, but Friday. Really interesting conversation on the street. So I'm glad I walked that direction. Every day I'm walking a different direction from the Tenderloin. Also, the Tenderloin is still exactly the same. And old people walking around. I thought we were afraid of old people dying. Guess not. They're all over the Tenderloin, littering it. Brave, brave men and women going to the store, waiting in line. Oh, the lines wrapped outside. All the grocery stores are amazingly long. And I want to start doing comedy at them. You know, just get the old job rocker Max, stand out on the corner, and tell some jokes. You know why Californians can't have guns? Because they're always triggered. Oh, God, I miss jokes. Telling jokes in front of people. Well, let's see, Altcast. I was going to go through today all of this. These forgivable loans, man. What does that mean? I'm so, like, I have a couple fears. Uh, I'll divulge them until Warhol gets to me with what's going on with the script writing thing. So when I was little, and I would be awake at night because my parents would be, my mom did the checkbook, and she'd balance the checkbook every night. Like, that was a thing. After the kids went to bed, they'd sit down at the table, have a glass of wine, balance the checkbook. All right? Back in the day, right? Checks. Four ATMs. And I would hear them talking about the mortgage and stuff. And it freaked me out that they owed so much money to a bank. And I was crying in bed one night. And I came out and I was like, we're so in debt. We owe so much money. And my dad tried to explain to me what good debt is and what bad debt is. And I was like, all I heard was the word debt. So it's like I have selective hearing. It's like... Um, when boys I have crushes on hug me close and tell me they love me as a friend, I only hear I love you. <laughs> See, it's selective hearing. So when I was little and my dad was trying to explain there's good debt and there's bad debt, all I heard was debt and that freaked me out. It freaked me out. So I've always been, my, my biggest three fears I would say are uh, one, getting fat. That is a big fear. I, I don't think that my fragile ego could handle uh, not being skinny. I'm a skinny bitch. I'm sorry. It's just, the, I, there, there it is. There I am. Number one fear, getting fat. Vanity, big, big deal. Number two fear, being in debt. Oh, I'm so scared of it. And number three, dying. So above dying. Okay. I have, obviously, my hierarchy of needs is, is twisted and wrong. But... Debt scares me, and I don't. I didn't want a credit card. I didn't have a credit card for years, and I was married finally. And my ex-husband was like, "We've got to get a credit card," and then we got a credit card, and we ended up using it for emergency things like our dog's leg being chopped off and a suit for his dad's funeral, things like that. But then you have to pay it back. Oh my god! And then they charge you more. I, the whole concept scares me. Like, 
shakes me. I, I don't like being beholden to anyone for any reason, and especially some nameless bank, right? So debt freaks the fuck out of me. I only deal in cash. I don't like loans. That's going to help us out for the rest of the year and be able to stay alive and rebuild, you know, the throngs of people coming to Mutiny Radio. Light a fire, everybody. Don't light a fire. I didn't mean, I meant it like light a metaphorical fire, not like arson anything, because that's terrible and I don't own the building. <laughs> Nothing. It would just ruin everything. It would just really torch everything to the ground. So we're going to have this playwriting thing later. I've been reading a lot of poetry. I've been writing a lot of poetry. I've been reading a lot of poetic, poetics, people talking about poetry, because why not? Uh, Frank O'Hara, amazing, amazing, died at 40 on Fire Island from a dune buggy accident. Oh, my God. And terrible. Died way before his time. And he had some, God, he had some, uh, some great poems, but specifically his, his treatise on poetics called Personism is great. And he talks about <laughs> writing a poem for a person, but then just picking up the phone and talking to the person and telling them the poem. It's personism. It's a new movement. <laughs> you just <laughs> tell, <laughs> which it makes sense with my poetry because so much of it is personal and like no one's going to get it except the people I'm writing it about. So I should just call them and read them the poem <laughs> instead of trying to force everybody else to read it, right? Anyways, he has this thing in the poetics where he says, if you're going to buy a pair of pants, make sure they're tight enough so that everyone will want to sleep with you. It's not metaphysics. <laughs> oh, it's funny. He's talking about poetry. There's another part at the beginning where he says, uh, if, if you're being treated badly in love, mal ame, mal am, his French word, because he loves French or whatever, Apollinaire. If, you're, if you feel that you're being treated badly in love, you can't go to the person and say, what? How could you do this to me? I care. <laughs> Anyways, it's all, I feel like he, I feel like Franco Hero was just writing this whole treatise to me personally, and it's called Personism, so it hit me very deeply. I love poems. And I've been getting back into that because all this COVID times alone, I've been writing a lot of poetry and thinking about like, oh my God, what am I going to do with my life? If Mutiny Radio falls apart, I have to do something. So I'm working on my CV and, um, you know, let the chips fall where they may. I, I've always wanted to be a college professor and uh, I hate that I just said, uh, I'm an asshole. I've always wanted to teach people that want to learn. That's it, you know? I, I taught high school for so long and it's like, taking information and chewing it up in your own mouth and then spitting it into their mouths like like a little mommy bird and they're like a baby bird and you you just stroke their little throat and you go please 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 like it please please learn will you learn please uh, and then they usually barf all over you no they they don't give a fuck that's the whole point is they're in high school and they have other things to deal with they are much more concerned about everything other than learning so I want to teach people that want to learn. Do you mind opening the Zoom room since you're hosting the recording? I am talking to him on the phone. I think we should be able to do this whole thing in 40 minutes. 
Uh, I'll say, let me put on a song. Put on a song. Because I'm talking to you guys on this podcast. But I do want to get this set up. So. Well, we've got Cope here. I hope everybody's okay out there. If you listen to Monday. If you listen to Monday, I didn't give a fuck. <sighs> I was so angry. I have I have I have some anger issues that I need to work through. Um Let's see. Let's grab I should have grabbed something happy, but I didn't. I grabbed Billie Holiday, but she's got a beautiful voice and she's amazing. And she sang in a little club called Wazima. Uh, oh, there we go. Here we go. One, two, three. Thanks for listening to Mutiny Radio.
Is this Latoya? Yeah. Oh, thank God. Um, I can barely hear you. Get closer to your microphone. Okay. There we now? go. No? Now okay, you're cooking cool. with grease. All you, right. Okay, am I good? Yeah, you're great. Oh, I'm so glad you oh. called. How are you doing? Well, I'm okay uh, so far. Just trying to figure out what to do with the rest of my day. I think I'll write. Oh, good. Do shit like that. How about you? Well, I'm here at Mutiny Radio until technically till four today. Warhol Kaufman wants to do a Zoom room with. Um, he used to be a playwright years ago, and so he has all these plays that are just sitting around. He's like, "Let's read them," because Zoom comedy shows are dumb and boring. So yeah. <laughs> we're trying. He's trying to come up with other like concepts, and I'm saying just call into the radio and he's like well we can't have multiple people and i'm like all right all right zoom zoom is the future i get it all right i've already been zooming too so with family so i'm i'm figured it out you figured out the zoom yeah i figured it out too but i can't create a room because you have to pay and you know how i go with money i don't pay for shit so i paid for shit you paid for it you paid for the zoom room i'm like i ain't giving you no money i join other people's rooms absolutely but i'm not gonna invest in Zoom right now, just because ain't nobody got money right now. No, I know. Hey, if, if things were scary, you know, um, well, you know how things work. Um, everything falls apart, and then I have a nervous breakdown, and everything comes back together. So I had a nervous breakdown yesterday, a hundred percent, like crying. It started on, it started on Monday. Uh, during joke workshop, which wasn't a joke workshop. It was a Zoom where people were talking about their dicks, and I was just so, I was like, you all suck. None of us are ever going to be anything. We think we're artists. We're not. We're nothing. I was being really, really negative. And I was super bummed because I was a mutiny radio. I did the books, right? And I was like, station's Uh going to close. I was like, station's going to close. I can't. I can't. I can't do anything because the money, you know, there's no money, and money's not coming in, and blah, blah, blah. So I'm freaking out, and and then I guess thought breeds action, maybe I don't know. So freaking out, freaking out. What can I do? What can I do? It's like, well, I've got to get this GoFundMe. If the GoFundMe gets up to five thousand dollars by April thirtieth, that'll cover sixty days. Two months. Two months, which is which is what we need because all the things I've applied for. All of the everywhere, and everyone's like, just apply for COVID relief. Just apply for COVID relief. Well, it's all the earliest I can get it is 60 days from when you apply. And even the one I applied for on the first day with with San Francisco, the artist grant thing. Yeah. They sent me an email today and said, hey, because of how many things we've gotten in, we can't review your 
thing until the 15th, and then we'll be letting people know after that. So the point is that everyone's applying for all this money at the same time. Well, that money's not coming tomorrow. The earliest it can come right. is 60 days. So it was about how do I keep the station alive for these 60 days while I'm waiting for this money that might or might not come. And that's where I was having right. a freak out where I was like, so I don't want, I was like, if I, if I don't, if I'm not going to get the money, if I can't make it, I'm not going to lose all my own money trying to keep it alive. Then if I don't get that money, then I'm fucked. Right. So right. that was my biggest fear was that I have to shut everything down because it's either I sacrifice myself in 2121 by like, because if I float $4,000 and I make it, but then it's like that for what happens to me? And then there's like liability insurance coming up and there's all of this. And I was like, what? And then other people are like, well, you own your own business. So sack up little girl and figure it out. And it's like, ah, but the good news is that I had a nervous breakdown yesterday and I cried and I freaked out and I sent out the, the GoFundMe again. And I did all that. And like it, the GoFundMe went from eight, eight, seventeen hundred dollars to twenty three hundred dollars. So you might get your wish. Yeah, well, so that's one of it. But then the other thing is that um, a a foundation is gonna give us. They're sending money to the five hundred one c three media alliance to write us a check. So, like, without me having a nervous breakdown, none of these doors would have opened to sort of save the station for these. 60 days before the promised money comes in. Ah. So everything's going to be okay. Yeah, sometimes I got to freak out. I I noticed uh, something. Whenever you have these freak outs, things turn out to be okay. (laughs) Right, but the question is, the question is, if I don't have the freak out, would things be okay? And I think that the answer to that is no. Because if if I wouldn't have had... The nervous breakdown starting on, I mean, and I was weeping. Like, I was here on Monday just weeping. And at my house on Monday night, just like, just, and yesterday I was, I couldn't, I just, I didn't know what to do. I was, I was in a, I was completely crazy and I didn't like the way it was feeling and I, but I had to keep like moving through it and it was awful. And then and then some people came to my rescue. So if I wouldn't have had the freak out, people wouldn't have felt the need to rescue me because I wouldn't have been expressing the need to be rescued. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay. Because I don't think there's yeah. – if I wouldn't have freaked out and I would have just stayed like, oh, whatever, whatever's going to happen is going to happen, then – I don't like that, – that kind of ideology to me doesn't work for me. Like that what is – it is what it is. Right. I don't like that. That means you give up too easily. Right. Yeah, well, I was. Th- this was my last ditch. I was like, I'm giving up unless this five thousand dollars comes through, and it's it is it is it's happening. It's happened. It's coming. It's fine. Everything's gonna be okay, which is great because I, I was trying to figure out like, what am I gonna do? And not that, and even walking here, like, not that it's all about fucking me because it's not. But my life is still about me, <laughs> so. But you're worried about your business, and so that business is a part of you. Yeah, so yeah. well, yeah. and I think that I am intrinsically linked with this place. Like, I can't, it's like, 
burrowed into my psyche and soul. It's got its tendrils all over. It's like my veins are mutiny radio. Like they're, they're this entire structure <laughs> that I'm built off of that sends life to all of my limbs is it's like a limbic system inside me. It's my it's my I bleed mutiny. I bleed mutiny. Yeah, I mean I just don't I and I got and I got so Nar- narcissistic isn't the word because I already am a narcissist but I got so nihilistic about it I was like fuck it it doesn't matter who cares what am I doing anyway let's just burn it all down to the ground not literally but figuratively and take the money and go to like you know what if I just took left San Francisco like I was starting to think of stuff like that you know I'll just get the fuck out of here <laughs> take pull up stakes take the money and run so I don't know yeah I mean I think everyone, you wouldn't be human if you didn't have a freak out by this point with what, everything that's going on, you know? Yeah. And even like with what's going on, even with today, you know, not only do we have to worry about the virus, but now, um, I don't know if you know, but Bernie Sanders has dropped out. Bernie so, dropped? Yeah. Whoa. So. There are other people freaking out on that front. Did he drop to become someone's vice president? No. No, he just dropped altogether? Yeah. You know, I can't blame the man for wanting to live his last years happy. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, my thing is this. um, I kind of, it was, the writing was on the wall a little bit anyway. um, Because of Super Tuesday. Because so, no one could go to Super my, Tuesday. That, huh? No one could go to Super Tuesday. No, we already had Super Tuesday. It was March 3rd. Right, but, oh, it was before all this started. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's when the majority of the states uh, were voting. We talked about it. No, no, I remember. I remember. Um, but, um, so, the fact that he, him winning after that, that loss, was not going to happen. Right. But now you have some of the Bernie supporters who are like, well, I'm not just going to vote, or I'm just going to vote for Trump over Biden. Gross. By the way. This is, I I think this is all actually just a a farce and a hoax to get him reelected. I I, I don't want to, do I believe in the, my dad just sent me this thing from, from uh, India. And it's a, you know, my dad is a Republican. And he said, this confirms all of our fears. It was a Chinese, it was made by the Chinese to threaten blah, blah, blah. And I haven't watched it yet, but I was going to maybe play it live because, you know, like my dad's propaganda is awesome. But that, what if it, this actually, this disease, if it was, a, and again, hey, I'm spreading hyperbole here. And I, this is ob- absolutely a conspiracy coming out of my own head. And I don't want to speak for anybody no, or have any that. truth attached to it at all. But if the <laughs> Chinese government wanted to target the United States with a biological weapon being a virus, COVID-19 is perfect because it doesn't kill everybody. It only kills the fat, fucked up people. And But we have 33% of the United States is fat, fucked up people. Like, we have all of the corroborating problems, diabetes, obesity, you know, 
asthma. I don't know. I don't know if asthma makes COVID worse, but. but Do you know who who it's killing the most now since you you did say that? You just uh, mentioned all those diseases. Yeah. It's it's, uh, killing a lot of black Americans. (gasps) No. Look it up. Uh, I did. Uh, sickle cell. I guess sickle cell NPR. anemia might might be some kind of comorbid, you know, uh, thing with the. But the thing is, the people asthma. Had, we have uh, a lot of asthma in our, com- well, in our community because of our uh, the pollution in our community. Wow. Damn it. I but I I think that if this is a Chinese governmental plot. I'm on I'm on the podcast, Marcus. Yeah, Marcus I, I feel like. <laughs> but then, what the other? There's there's so many powers at work here that we don't understand and we don't know what they're thinking or doing, and the three trillion dollar thing. So that's they pass the package and they're like, hey everybody, everybody gets money. You're all gonna be safe. And I'm like yesterday freaking out because I don't know how to get this money. And I'm sending emails to small business things, the women's resource business center, and they're like, yeah, we can help you out. And you have to have this paperwork. And I'm like, paperwork? What paperwork? So I've sort of taken the dive into, all right, this is what they want us to do. They say they're gonna save us. Okay, show me government. But then if all these people are saved, do I start singing the praises of Trump? Like if I start getting if I get the ten thousand dollar forgivable loan, do I you know, that's a grant that I don't have to pay back? Do I start going like our government is great, it's great, it saved our asses? Or was it something that was made and uh, was it created so that we would have this love and joy of our government? I don't know, man. Well, <laughs> you said so much, but on point. <laughs> I, I know it's scary. It's scary stuff to think about. Get get as close to your microphone as you can on your phone because you're still super quiet. Uh, there, that's okay. better. Yeah, and I'm getting better Alrighty. volume. Probably me moving around doesn't help either. Are you so are I'll you on to... speakerphone? No, I have my earphone oh. on and I'm talking through that microphone because I'm yeah, that... trying to use my hand. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, you got it. And I'm trying to hurry up and finish what I'm doing so I can like not have beyond this. What uh, are you are you making uh, a sandwich? What are you doing? Am I making a sandwich? I am in my bathroom cleaning up my makeup drawer. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. No, that that's funny. I I went through a bookshelf the other day and dusted all my books off, put them back. See? Yeah, no, dude. I went, oh, all my drawers, all my. Ladies and gentlemen, do this. Elite, elite, utilize your time. You know, clean up shit that you haven't cleaned up in three years. Yes. You know? Yeah, I, I um, you... folded all my clothes because my I usually just throw all my shit in drawers and I was like I don't have any room to put anything so I took I just emptied all my drawers folded all my clothes gave away a bunch to people on the street tenderloin yard sale that shit and uh put it all back I'm like oh my god I have I have an extra drawer now look at this this is exciting did you say tenderloin tenderloin yard sale you don't know that one it's where you just take your clothes no. that you didn't want anymore and you put them in a nice pile in a, a, a elevated. You don't put them on the ground like a like a 
like a savage. You fold them nicely and put them on like a ledge somewhere, and they dis they disappear every time. Tenderloin yard sale. Good stuff. I've never heard that before. Thank you. Oh yeah, you bet. Uh, we are. What, what else? Do you have any other like crazy news updates or anything going on? Uh, no, I don't. I my life is boring for oh, right now. I know my life's been boring and too. Trying not to. Well, it's hard not to watch the news. Other mm. than that, that's it. Should I should I spill the tea? I, that was uh, spill the tea, girl. Um, my uh, Jonathan doesn't live with me anymore. Uh, that that's happening still. Wait, and what? Yeah, we sort of during this. I, I'm an I'm an awful person, and during this pandemic, we sort of broke up. <laughs> during the, I know. Yeah. I'm the worst. I'm the worst. We both. I mean, we're 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 figuring it out. We're it's uh it's interesting. But I know during quarantine, I'm such a jerk. Like, what? I know, I know, Girl, I know, I know. This is so deep. It's, it's cr- we have to take a break from what's going on with real world and go into our individual worlds right yeah. now with some of individual tea. worlds. Yeah, I just. Um, uh, have you heard from him? Yeah, absolutely. We're still texting back and forth. Obviously, I have the cats. I don't want to. He wants to hang out with the cats. He should absolutely hang out with the cats. I still enjoy hanging out with him and spending time, but um, it's. Uh, you know. I went. I went you with my. Well, I did my radical. I did my radical honesty thing, where I was like, "Hey, I have a crush on this person, and I'm making it known." And he was like, "He, he doesn't. He can't. He's like, we're not in a." He's like, I thought we said at the beginning of our relationship that we'd be mutually, ex- we'd be exclusive. And I'm like, we are. And he's like, not if you think about other people all the time. And I'm like, okay, oh, well, no, I'm going to, I don't know how to stop that. So I, I guess we'll take a break because my brain can't, right now my brain can't be, I'm not doing anything physically with anybody. Like there's no, there's total well, escalation. You're not, you haven't did anything. No, I know. You're being honest. Right. But, but having, but also, you know, I think that he has a, he has a valid point in that I'm, you know, I'm a poet. I'm a sensitive, I've got a mushy, sensitive soul. And when I start writing poems about, I mean, I'm, I'm actively devoting brain space to another person and for him. That's intimacy. Right. Exactly. And for him, that's a non-negotiable. So I was like, can't yeah. I like, can't I have it all? Can't I have physical intimacy with you and intimate intimacy with you? But then also like get this sort of like intellectual, also emotional intimacy with this other person. And he's like, no. So I get it. I, and I respect, I absolutely respect his choice because I, I'm not, <laughs> I can't, I'm not going to change my brain. I, I don't know how to do that. I mean, I can, I guess I can re, I guess I could reprogram it with a bunch of cognitive behavioral therapy and like. You lie to yourself? Well, not lie to myself, maybe a little, but like there's some, there's some poems. Oof, there's some poems that are, they're, they, I mean, they explain exactly like what I'm feeling and they're super mushy and I like them anyway, but a lot of it is about this 
person keeps coming into my head and there's not much I can do. And and it doesn't even matter because it's you remember the old farmer days when I was I used to talk about that stuff and I was crazy. It's the same. It's not it's a fantasy thing that isn't real. But it's goes back to that whole Plato and the, the the platonic chair. If you think of something, that thought is real. So I have all of this real thought that exists, but it's not real, but it is real. Like it's anyways, it's metaphysical and strange. And I get it. I, I mean, you're if you're in a relationship with someone, you want them to be thinking about you all the time, right? Is that how it works or is that yeah. codependency? Um, well, this is why I'm open. <laughs> I don't believe in monogamy and the fact of the matter is like, you know, you can still be in love with the one, but be curious about another person, you know? And, you know, that's why I, I agree with people who are polyamorous. Like, sometimes the heart more, you know, sometimes, I don't know. Yeah. No, hey, I get it. The heart, well, and in know, the past, I've always been like. The heart wants what it wants, what it wants. And it could be right. two people or three people at the same time. It's it just, you can't. I, I mean, that's just how I feel. I like, I, hey, I like that mindset. And I haven't ever really subscribed to that mindset in the past. But, and I'm not going to say I haven't found myself in this situation in the past. Years and years and years ago, Scotty Bear was a boy that I was dating. And it was at the same time as the farmer. And I was trying to have my cake and eat it too. But you can't, if, if you haven't negotiated the slices of cake, you can't. Mm -hmm. Like that was in a time where I was being, and that's why I wanted, I, I was having subterfuge, right? Like I was with one person. I wanted to be with both people that I knew the other person wanted to be with more than just me. And so I felt like I needed the monogamy, but I also wanted non-monogamy. But I only wanted the monogamy because I wanted the intimacy. And so... I was sort of using one guy for like, you know, snuggling and intimacy and like loving me. And I was using the other one for like sex. He's a whore. Yeah, exactly. But that's not the case this time. There isn't any, there's nothing physical happening at all. So it's all just like in my head. It's all just fun these fantasy are, blender stuff. These blender. are feelings now. Yeah, they're just feelings. They're just feelings. And I like feeling feelings. I'm an old lady. Like, give the old lady some feelings. Old old lady Benjamin. Old lady feelings Benjamin. That's what they call me. <laughs> like, old, old lady poet Benjamin. There are, there are some real, I mean, I'm really proud. I have 12 poems that I think are good. I sent out a few, and one of my buddies, who's, who I trust his opinion, he liked four of them, which is... Uh, a good, that's a, the hey, a quarter of them? That's great. Four out of 12, that's more than a quarter, 33%. Four out of 12, he really liked. That's a good number. That's a good number. And so, I, and there, two of those four, three of the four that he chose are my favorite ones out of the grouping. So I'm like, oh, good. Those are the ones I think are the best. But uh, it's it's been like, and writing poems again has been crazy because it helped me remember that this is what I used to fucking do. And I have a big advanced degree in it. Like, I can do that somewhere else. I can teach it. I can, you know, he, I mean, it's c comedy. I, I, you know what? Yeah. 
that that is, you know, that is something that, you know, I was talking to my manager via Skype yesterday, and she asked me, and she's not the first person that's asked me, you know, have you gone back to writing anything? And I haven't. And this is one thing that's bumming me out right now. Oh, now I can hear you so good. Okay. There you are. Um, Basically, okay. So basically, you know, my manager was, uh, I was talking to her yesterday, and she asked me if I've been writing recently. And that is one thing that I hate myself for not doing. And it's not the fact that I don't want to do it and it's not on my mind. It's the fact of the matter, I am not having... I'm, ha- I'm, I'm having a, a block right now, and it's killing me. And I want to u- utilize this time to write more stuff down. Because she asked me strictly about comedy, and that's what's killing me. I don't have any funny stuff right now. Right. I don't even have any poetry, and I hate that right now. I don't know what it is. Like, I sit outside on the porch almost every morning like an old lady with a cup of coffee and a J. <laughs> and she's just looking and trying to get some inspiration and motivation or something, and I, I'm not having anything, oh, and, and it sucks. You're bereft. And I feel like, yeah, I, I don't want to say, like, the creative side of me is dying, but if so, I'm trying to re-energize it, and that's something that is actually eating me up a little bit right now. Oh. You know? Well, you got to get a muse, baby. I'm telling you, you get you get one of these little muses to come into your life, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the poems just pour out. Okay, uh, let me read. Let, uh, let me read you the two that. Uh, this is the super romantic one. Okay, this one is called "Your Name." Ooh. I am charging myself a quarter every time I think your name. Time to save for Greece, bonfires on rocky beaches. Waves, birds, your name. Saving every pebble more beautiful than the movie I'm writing. It's called Your Name, coming out every 37 seconds. The previews are (laughs) happening now for free. It's a silly movie and only costs a quarter. Come in, watch. There's a close-up of your jaw, fingers reaching for a a shiny stone. My breath is lost in the sun. I made a new language with only one word. Pretty romantic. Is that a nice one? See, that's pretty. Thanks. Ooh. Maybe if I throw throw myself down the stairs and see what happens. Yeah! (laughs) Seriously, but it's like like throwing your soul down the stairs. That's what, that's what having a muse or a crush or a, a creative influence that, like, drives, it, it's like, throwing yourself down the stairs on purpose. And it's what I used to do with the farmer back in the day. I wrote like 42 poems about the damn guy. And my poetry professor at one point was like, you got to stop this. He's like, you're hurting yourself. You have to stop doing this. And I was like, but the poems are good, right? And he's like, yeah, but it's just pain. He's like, it's just like, and I was like, but that isn't that what, isn't that what lyrical poetry is? Isn't that what lyricism is? It's like wanting and longing and and that's sort of the that feeling that you're trying to evoke is this feeling of longing or uh, wanting something that's unattainable. Here's here's one more. This is the one I wrote the other day. I'm super proud of this one. It's called The Breakfast of Youth. I was walking <laughs> with Thor in the Tenderloin. 
he had just made it rain. Then stepped in human shit. I mean, he knew it wasn't dog shit. He is a god. A god washing poop off his shoes is still a god. Tell me where to kneel, I am worship. How coquettishly you lift your shirt. Your breath, more than 51 degrees, dangles. Is the air. No one ever said, I wish it would have happened faster. You are the sprawl in my chest. You are the feeling that makes me believe in a god. It's your world. Yes, yes, and always yes, I am your yes. You don't have to grow up here. I'll have the breakfast of youth. Do you like that one? Anyway. That's cute. Yeah. Made me want to have some cereal. Yeah. I want to eat some <laughs> cereal, baby. Yeah. It's. These, no, I mean, that was really pretty. This is all. I mean, this, this is. That poem is directly lifted from. Uh, I was hanging out with my muse on Sunday night. Sunday. Saturday night. Saturday night. And we were smoking a cigarette, me and my other buddy. We were all, we all walked around the tunnel to have a cigarette smoke break. And we were walking back up Leavenworth and he stepped in a pile of dog shit or human shit. It was actually human shit. Cause he was like, Oh God, oh, that's human no. shit. And I was like, Oh man. And it was terrible. It was all over. He has, he has nice cute shoes too. So I went upstairs and got him oh, a, no. a, made a bucket of, of hot water and got like a little like thing and came and helped him wash his poop shoe off outside. Wait, wait a minute. You washed his feet like Jesus, huh? No, I washed, I helped wash his shoe. Uh, it's, there's no, actually, that's interesting. There is a biblical reference in there. Thank you. I should add that in. You're welcome. I, thank you. Yeah, he's not Jesus. You're welcome. I didn't wash it. Actually, that's a funny line. I didn't wash his feet. He's not Jesus. <laughs> that's good. A, a God washing poop off his shoes is still a God. I, I think that's funny. <laughs> But I'm like, yeah, I got it. That bad. is the worst thing to get on your feet right now. Right, exactly. Human shit is probably the worst thing to get on your pretty shoes, and uh, they were white shoes too. But I, I helped him wash off his shoes, and then he went home. So, and nothing happened. I just helped him wash off his shoes. <laughs> and there's nothing biblical. It wasn't like, anyways. That's. So all that's been happening, and that's been, I mean, so my life has been, I mean, I guess I'm such a dramatic person, I'm going to find a way to make my life dramatic in any context. Like, oh, you need to shelter in place with your boyfriend that you're totally content with? Not Benjamin, no fucking way, man. Why would you want to do that? Like, no, I'm... Why would you want to? Why would you want to just be happy with what you have? Why? Why? Why be like? I'd rather sit alone and write poems. I'm an idiot. This is a test. This is a test. This, this is, is just—it's a test for a fidelity. Test relationship. Yeah. Well, of all relationships, you know, I. This is the first time, though, that I decided, because I could have kept subterfuge. I could have had a fantasy world in my head. And made this like very dramatic, like a movie, you know, like, oh, I have my boyfriend that I'm super content with and he doesn't know anything's going on and all this other stuff in my head is going on. Like, I don't know. I just didn't. That wasn't the I've already played that game and I didn't like it years ago. You know, I've been in that situation where I was using 
men. I was using one for a relationship and I was using one but, and and the sex comes with relationship and the sex and I'm not going to say the sex is great with Jonathan. The sex is great. The se- I want to keep the sex. I want to keep it. <laughs> but, you, guys, before, you guys are just hitting that block of the fact that you guys have been together for seven, eight years. Seven years, yeah. And yeah, this is what happens. Right. I, I know what you're talking about. Well, it's and like I, the same thing happened with my ex-husband. Like once I started pasting other guys heads on his face when I was having sex with him and once I started imagining him careening off the 805 freeway and being like oh it'd be so much better not that and I never imagined Jonathan dead I don't want anyone to think I I love him and I want to be with him but I also want to have this weird fan there's there's a Judy Bloom book called wifey and it's it's the fantasy world that she has while she's married to her husband and none of it's real but it's all kind of real and it changes her life and that book was written in like 76 so this isn't this isn't a new thing that people go through it's not like i'm the first person to it's a human thing yeah it's a human thing and i think that's why a lot of people nowadays have just started to you know do the polyamorous thing or open or you know just communicate with different avenues of like what can we do to fix us but i don't want us to, you know, it's not that I, I'm not in love with you anymore. It's the fact that I'm having these urges or feelings or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's it, it's within human nature. You know, just some people are really evil. The majority of people are evil about it and just cheat. That's what I'm trying not of, to do. I'm trying not to be. But I think in his mind, because I have put so much thought into this other person that that is technically cheating which I also understand on a level of people who've had like I've heard stories about people that have been married and have had internet relationships with people they've never met like people in England or some shit like having a quote unquote boyfriend in Manchester England or something weird you know like that stuff happens too where there's an emotional intimacy that is exists but it's not on this plane of existence that we're all dealing in. But that's still cheating, is it not? Like if if you had emotional a emotional cheating. It's that's in what they call it now. It's internet Emo- cheating. It's emotional. emotional cheating. Yeah. So it's a it's a thing. So I guess I'm a cheater. I'm an emotional cheater. But yeah, it's but that's the other thing is what? if it's one sided, if it's one sided and it's totally ridiculous, then how is it? Anyway, thanks for being my therapist today, Latoya. <laughs> You're welcome. This is why this is why I have always suggest open relationships. Yeah. Well, hey, I'm. And when I say open, people think at first, you know, it's like a hall pass. I don't mean by open in that way, but it has to be just physical. I'm not talking about that. That doesn't give you a, a ticket, a license to be a cheater. What I'm, what I mean is like, just like your example of what's going on with you, you know, shit like this happens. It's common. So, and especially you don't want to throw away like a, a relationship that you've built for like seven years, you yeah. know, taking time. But I also don't want to negate the concept that I'm having feelings <laughs> like I don't want to tell myself because that's what the whole Jesus thing did was like 
you're bad. You're bad for having feelings. Those feelings are wrong and unnatural. And you should only have feelings for this one person forever. And that's how it is now. And now you have feelings for that person. And you can't even look at anybody else. It's like the Orthodox Jew thing. Like, you can't look at anybody else. You can't touch anybody else. You can't even hold hands. You can't even touch. Men and women can't touch because it's too dangerous and too sexual. <laughs> and it's, I don't want to take it, like, that far to the extreme. But I also, that I don't know. Um, so I have to get on this Zoom thing for these crazy kids. We're going to read some scripts. and um, right. But I love you and I miss I you. And I'm so glad that you called. And I can't wait to hang out with you. And... Yes. We'll be back soon. Probably we'll be like back soon. Summer. You're the best. <laughs> Have a beautiful day. I'll talk to you next week. Okay, yay, bye. bye. I love you. All right, Mutiny Radio listener, we're going to get to this crazy, awesome thing here with Warhol Kaufman. And I find you spinning round in my brain Like the bubbles in a glass of champagne You go to my head Like a sip of sparkling burgundy brew And I find the very mention of you like the kicker in a julep or two. The thrill of the thought that you might give a thought to my plea casts a spell over me. Still I say to myself, get a hold of yourself. Can't you see that it never can be? You go to my head with a smile that makes my temperature rise Like a summer with a thousand Julys You intoxicate my soul with your eyes Though I'm certain that this heart of mine Hasn't the ghost of a chance in this crazy You go to my head You go to my
if I just could get away with my man He'd go straight, show as fate For it never is too late for a man I'd just like to dream of a cottage by a stream with my man Where a few flowers All right, there we are. We're live. Uh, we are here. Yes, and you are live on Mutiny Radio. I have your voices coming out through the Fantastic. internets. Should I give an intro? Or should we just fucking Yeah, talk about you're it? you're uh you're on you're in the middle of the AltaCast right now here on Mutiny Radio and we have Warhol Coffin. We're zooming the sound in with Warhol Coffin. Oh my God. Oops, I'm oops, so oops. So excited about this. I I'm not supposed to admit that I when I have feelings and shit, but hey Josh, come in, turn your shit on. There we go. Hey Josh, so, turn in, turn your shit on. Oh, there he is. He's in front of a he's in front of a, a nice field. He's in a field, yeah. In a field of grass. So uh, um, the short version. This is uh, a sequel. It's called Cinder Two. Oh wait, before uh, you do, back up and say what the fuck is going on. So first, uh, this we have Warhol Kaufman, and we have Josh and Yo. and uh, Kenya, and we have and we have John Garside as well, right? And yeah, and you don't have me because I'm I'm only, I'm I'm just here to set this up. He's just guy. Hi. hi in the back. Now hi. And you need to call me after this because you and I need to speak. Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. You you need help and I can help you. So you you, <laughs> I'm gonna you just call me after you finish. You, are you in the background of you? That's you in the background of you. That's so you funny. Like it. That's so I funny. You're doing the hat dance. A double threat. That's yeah. hilarious. It looks like a chorus line. One singular I, sensation, every little step she yeah, takes. That is. I, you know, I may not be gay, but I do appreciate me some Lisa. Uh, I screenshotted it. That's hilarious. But I will, I will, uh, you call me after you finish broadcasting this evening. Okay, okay great. Fix you. Yeah, yeah, and, good um, stuff. Uh, Pam, you are now the host. I'm the of host. This. Sweet. So I'm going to leave and it should keep running. If it doesn't keep running, then Warhol just uh, send me an instant message. I like your yeah, hair just... today. John, your hair looks great. I like it disheveled like that. It it's looks... called it's called too long, and my wife is going to cut it tonight because I am doing virtual hosting tomorrow for a corporate gig. So. It looks I love it. It looks great. Oh, that's so funny with you in shower. the background. Oh God, it's so funny. Thank you so much, John. Right. You're welcome. Yay! That's the guy. I love it. I like it. So the background right. is that so... Warhol Kaufman went to school for yeah. playwriting about ten oh, years right. ago, and he has all these plays sitting around. More than that. <laughs> More than all these, like a lot. It was yes. a long time. No, no, more than 10 years ago. Oh, more than 10 years ago. I don't know how old you are. I see the gray in your beard, but the listening audience can't see that. So you have yeah, right. brought us together here today for, te now tell us the background of the script. Um, so this is going to be a reading, uh, almost like a radio play. Cinder 2 uh, is a sequel to this uh, novelette that I wrote. It, it's... it's kind of hard to explain but basically i wanted to write a narrative without a protagonist so 
it's like 25 or 30 chapters and every chapter has a different protagonist but the whole narrative tells the same story but it never goes back so you never get to be who you were before it's just like different characters living out their portion of a story all right cool concept right so that was the uh a little like an almost like a novella technically too short to be a novella and then i wrote a sequel to it that is uh meant to be a short film so it's approximately i think 40 or 15 minutes and um two characters in three locations all right so this is that's what i got this is shannon cinder two elijah are the characters if you don't need any background for them we could just um i think we're just gonna dive in okay i mean i could i could give you background uh basically there are two people in a in a uh truck and i guess maybe i can read where we left off in the um other narrative here we go I'm glad we got to do this. Like I was thinking about how to do it for uh, most of the last week, and I'm glad it came together. So, do I need to know anything about Shannon? Is she young? Is she old? Is she she um she she a slut? She's why older are they in the truck? Elijah, she's a mercenary. She's a sociopath. Um, she's lying to get what she wants. All right. Possibly, but at some point, she might be sincere. So I'll uh, I'll read some of the end and then we'll we'll cut to Cinder Two. Chapter twenty, whatever. Elijah slumped over his table in a titty bar, drunken cat calls and loud shitty pop music. Two skinny girls, sequins, glittery fake smiles. The table's sticky surface, shifting halos, dimly lit lamps, decor, the stale elegance of yesteryear. Young strippers in an aging place. Desperation, manic in the girl's eyes on stage. Elijah came here sometimes. High turnover. He didn't recognize any of the girls. His phone lit up. A message from Dante. Dante worked protection for him a few weeks in Indianapolis. Dot, dot, dot. Did it prepare you for the real thing? He reflected on gambling, how to win. And on Christopher Walken, possibly the most inexplicable actor of his time. He thought about dying in real life or for pretend. Dot, dot, dot. He waved down the girl in a string bikini, ordered one for each of them. Which artist invented thongs? Genius. A girl's black nipples like India ink on stage, one eye winking flesh and color. Elijah stumbled toward the plumbing. He couldn't find his favorite one, the girl. Which corner had she fallen into? Dot, dot, dot. Elijah had walked out of boarding school. He imagined Shannon in a plaid skirt. She couldn't be much older than him. Miles strained their way behind, and she was halfway through a semi-remembered tale of someone's first hand job behind the heavy curtain of a bat mitzvah, not her own. With the state line approaching, he inquired about their <laughs> destination. Shannon replied she was open to persuasion. Cinder 2. Exterior, a parked truck. You doing all right, Elijah? Huh? I mean, I'm not kidnapping you, are, am I? It's, it's just... Uh... I would hate to... Hey, no, no, don't think. You're sexy in this light. Well. You know. Fuck, you're sexy. <laughs> can I can I ask you a question? You know, you have a sweet face. I was wondering. Do you remember your first orga- orgasm? 
<laughs> Damn. I've been talking for hours. Say something. What are we? What are we doing? Elijah, relax. I know. I know. I know. Supposedly, men think about sex more than women. I can pretty much guarantee it. Tell me about your first time. Um, I think people selfie too much. What is that word? Settle. I think people settle too much. What's the point of getting fucked unless... I cannot keep up with you. Put it this way. Taking off the panties is a rite of passage. The difference between an erotic act and flirtation. Boys flirt. A man takes what he wants. Jesus. You know we're living in a rape culture? Let's talk about that. Genius arises in childhood, in music or language, in math. Sex is a symphonic arithmetic of communication. Those who learn as children are the great fucks of nature. This has been proven with purely unscientific study. Any sex worker, every pimp could tell you, why do men fly across thousands of miles of women to fuck on an eastern continent where prostitution and statutory laws are non-existent or, bare, or laxly enforced because they're pedophiles? Some of them. No, it's simply the virtuoso nature of a child. Chemicals, geometry, conditioning, dopamine, epinephrine, autonomy, and training, concave, convex, lips, teeth, and throat. You getting this? This is the good stuff. You're fucking terrifying. Oh, you've never paid for sex? Maybe. I didn't recognize you. I didn't know if we wanted to talk about work right now. Oh, I don't know if we want to talk about work right now. So, so what, you were raped as a child? Jesus, I was being philosophical. You never heard of a hypothetical answer? I'm being rhetorical. Which, in theory, could be as fun as, say, shooting someone in the head. Business or pleasure? For the sake of argument. Oh, shit. I can be so deep sometimes. <laughs> You're just fucking with me. Am I fucking you? Are you are you here to Hey, um, hey, I told you. This is free time. Is it? I think so. You want to get a fucking drink or something? Elijah lunges. Elijah. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, am I supposed to be happy about that? Elijah. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Mm. I am the spake Zarathustra. The Zarathustra. That God is dead. I am Ozymandes the Great. Tremble before me. Give me your poor, your tired, your huddled masses yearning. Uncle Sam has a huge balls and a tiny cock. You barely notice as he fucks you. When he comes, you fly across the room. That was pretty fucking good, Elijah. I can't remember if I smoke. And you, Brutus... You have your way with me and wash your hands of it. Keep your nose clean and stay out of trouble. 
I think that was punch. You always speak in cliches when you come. Alexander wept. Alexandria burned. Nero fiddled. Rome burned. Napalm wept. She's a specter. She's like a specter. Are you real? What are we doing? What do you want me to do? What do you want from a woman? You ever watch someone? Look at a woman naked who didn't know it? Who are you? Huh. Just an orphan. Just a, a technician. It's a start. I think I might like you. Would that be all right? Where are we going? Could we just... What? Tell me something. What? Something, a story. Did you mean what you said? All that. All that about rape. What do you think? What turns you on? You're a fucking... You're a fucking bear trap. Do you want something? Someone told me men do what they want. Women do what scares them. You want it honest? I don't know if I'm working or not. Hoping you help me decide. I don't know if I can trust you. I doubt I can trust you. It was in church my first time. Someone saw me, some mother, some parent. I had a, I was hard and I didn't. I didn't want anyone to see, and I hit it against the pews, and this woman saw it. I was pushed up against the wooden benches, and she was watching me, and I came in my church pants. I can smell your pussy right now. Yeah, you like it? I like it. So how do you want to play this? You want to turn around and go back? You want to go forward? The first time I saw you, you were like a cyclone. I think you sucked me in. You want to know the truth? I like fucking, but I love having my dick sucked. I've never been to prison, and I'd rather die. I didn't know who you were in that strip club. I probably fell in love with you when I willed myself not to vomit in your car. You're not that pretty, but you're beautiful. I'm afraid to make love to you. The bravest thing I ever did was get your pussy on my finger. I wouldn't be surprised if you killed me tonight or this morning. All I can remember is my mother, her life was disappointment. I never liked the city, but its color and its smell is still exciting. I can see, I, I still see the panties you had on when I realized I would follow you anywhere. I've probably never been in love, but if you're going to cross me, then just kill me because I don't think I have the strength to fight anymore. You're asking me what are men, what what are men with women, what women want for men. If you want me to rape you, I'll, I'll rape you. I'd, ra I'd rather bring you on a Ferris wheel. I hear you go off about boys you fucked. I don't want to hear about that. Curtain you stood behind to give some Jewish kid a hand. What you did to clean up after the smell of some guy's cock. You love sucking. Is that what you want? That's what you like to hear? Why women do this, men do that, and what happens after you need that? You like... Women, other women, other men. You wish I had a suit on, three buttons, right? Classic. You wish I was taller? You want to fuck me or take my money? You're on a contract. I know what you do. I've heard stories. You can't decide whether to break me or love me if you love anyone. Honestly, I haven't felt much since my parents died because I, 
I wanted them to. I wanted it. Okay, I wish until it came true. I'm wishing ground my parents into money, like 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 making spaghetti, like mashing pasta into grain. So maybe, maybe I may shit. That's more than you said for the last Now you're joking, you're making Hey, Elijah, hey. Oh, you darling. Fuck. I haven't lied to you, you know. You can ask me anything. You want something from me? You want to you want to go somewhere? See an ocean? You want to curl up in the back here, find a motel? You want to watch me from the corner in your eye? I can I can tell if you're the lion or the gazelle. Underneath, I bet you play with your food. You know something you've never told anyone. All right. You know, something you've never told anyone. We just met on an assignment. And I'm... You got me thinking. Yeah? What are you thinking about? Breakfast. Shannon starts the engine and drives. Next scene, exterior, parking lot. Okay, what's that? You, you seem concerned. Who was on the phone? Let's go somewhere. West, young man, let's go. Yeah, you want to drive? Nothing travels like a bullet. A little bit of gravity. I'll drive. I'm, um, um, uh, I don't think I'm drunk. Right. All right, so you drive. Fuck. You going to fuck me or what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you like it in a parking lot? They're calling, aren't they? Aren't they? Everybody's got to learn sometime. Look, you want to go back? Speed of light, speed of death. You don't trust me yet? Oh, yeah, waffles and eggs. I trust you. Who paid? I think you might be an asshole. Taste me and find out. Fucking hell. Oh, uh, you told me a couple, some childhood stories. You don't know my secrets yet. You got secrets? Right. So what, the, what, what about now? What is it? Look, you want to run off somewhere? What? I got a little something on my hands, so what? We, we're going to have to make yeah. a choice, a decision sometime, sooner rather than later. I'll bet. Do you know how many highways there are? Interstate travel and trafficking. I was making a... Oh, yeah, you had a point. Fuck. Kid, I don't know what. You want to be honest for a second? You want to say something true? Who's giving you instructions on your little... What? Is that what this is all about? You want to know? All right. They're looking for us, okay? Have I satisfied your... Oh, come on. What? I didn't fuck you soon enough? Quid pro quo, etc. Ad hominem. Could we just... Jesus, people... We're attracting attention. Elijah... What am I, a plague? You fucking pick me up. You follow me. Why don't you? You want? One of us has something to prove. Light years across the century. You want to go? Go where are you headed? Get in. I'll drop you off. Sure. Oh, yeah. We fit together like Pythagoras. I swear. Men are all. Huh. Go for it. What are you supposed to supposed to? Fuck me over a few bills. You're not doing your job right. Jesus. Son of a carpenter, walk the desert, son of God. It's all who you know. Let's flee to Egypt. 
the fuck are you talking about? You you want to walk the highway alone? Is that what you want? You want to go? Go. Or you want to go? Go. <laughs> this is this is all a really cute game you're playing. It's really cute. Let me know when you're ready to stop whoring and say something honest. She slaps him. Ow, fuck. You know what? Shannon gets in the car and starts the engine. Tell me something fucking true. Tell me something true. Tell me. Shannon shuts off the engine. <sighs> you're at Sedgemac, an uncharted constellation. So you're not planning to leave me in a ditch. All right, okay. I've seen you before. This motherfucking conquistador. Your mother should have warned you about, warned me about you if she had the chance. I'm not looking for the fountain of youth, okay? I need a, show me a sign. Shannon gets out of the car and throws her phone into a bush. Very dramatic. Look, you wanna know something about me? You want to trust me? Why? I just talked to a guy, my friend. There's something, an opportunity out west. So? We have to think about this. They're not just going to let us go. I know. Shannon goes into the bushes, retrieves the phone, and hands it over. He smashes her phone. You got a pen? Shannon finds a Sharpie in the truck, and he copies a number out of her, his phone, dismantles the phone, and climbs in the truck. Well, oh, that's you. Sorry. Well? You look a little tired. Want to find a motel? They kiss. Next scene, interior, motel room. Hold on, pause. Bed. Oh. Pause. One second, I have to look up. Uh, <laughs> there's a Bible passage. I have to look it up. In the script, it's just cited as the passage. The passage. Yes. Yeah, well, no, it's like the passage is in there, but I didn't actually transcribe it in. This so is. So I have to look it up. Cinder to a script written by Warhol Kaufman. He likes to walk around when he does his acting. He walks around in circles. I walk around. It's method acting. That's how I talk on the phone too. It is hella method. Walk, uh, walk, thanks walk. for doing this me we turned out to have an intermission anyway uh psalms book 2 57 verse 2 okay this will just take a second my favorite bible verse is leviticus 20 12 which is if you sleep with your father-in-law you should both be stoned i love to be stoned it's good advice all right uh I'm ready. We can come back. Cool. Okay. Scene three, interior, motel room. Undressed in bed, disheveled sheets. Huh. Who got who into bed? I'd like to know. I love you. Sorry. I'm sorry. Wait, no. You know... Elijah begins to dress. Hey. I... He exits to the bathroom. Listen, I love watching snowfall. I can't stand the cold. 
and I think we could be something. It's not your fault they want you, Elijah. I release my agenda. Do you want me? I think I think I could be yours if you wanted me. Or did you just want me for the first time? The bathroom door opens. Elijah is partially dressed. I like your cock, okay? I like your smile. I'm not sure if I love you, but I could. I could love you if you wanted me. Baby, I don't want your money. I have a little of my own. I like the way you think. I had a sister once. She was in the wrong car, you know. You want to take that shirt off, maybe? Hold me? Fuck, lady. Elijah removes his shirt. You're, you're a sweetheart. I like you, Shannon. Shanrock. Shampoo. Shanter. Guys, that one doesn't work. Jesus, now I feel like an asshole. Look, I, uh... Hey. You know I couldn't trust you. It's fucking... I wanted to. I want to trust you. I want to. You're fucking gorgeous. No, you hear that all... Fuck. Elijah. None of this has been okay. You don't have to fucking... Baby. I have an infection. What? I... You fucking... Um, You're telling me... Who the fuck doesn't use condoms? You! I just wanted... Yeah, you wanted to fuck me. You're a fucking asshole. Shannon gets dressed. I fucked up. We have more important shit to think about. Shannon exits. The car starts off screen and drives off. Elijah rummages through a bag and lights a cigarette. Fuck. He turns on the TV and mutes it. All right, so I fucked up. She's coming back, though. She's coming back. He pulls his phone from the bag. Fuck. Fuck. Fucking. He peruses the phone. Fuck. He pulls liquor from the bag, pours, and drinks. Elijah puts down the glass and drinks from the flask. She's a bitch. Fuck. He puts the phone and flask back in the bag, pulls a Bible from the drawer, and sits on the bed. Hmm. Okay. I fucked up. Have mercy on me, my God. Have mercy on me, for in you I take refuge. I will take refuge in the shadow of your wings until the disaster is past. I cry out to God, most high to God, who vindicates me. He sends me from heaven and saves me, rebuking those who hotly pursue me. God sends forth his love and his faithfulness. I am in the midst of lions. I am forced to dwell among ravenous beasts, men whose teeth are spears and arrows, whose tongues are sharp swords. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth they spread a net for my feet. I was bowed down in distress. They dug a pit in my path, but they have fallen into it themselves. My heart, oh God, is steadfast. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make music. Awake my soul. Awake. Harp and lyre. I will awaken the dawn. I will praise you, Lord, among the nations. I will sing of you among the peoples. For great is your love reaching to the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the skies. Be exalted, O oh God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. Do you rulers... Indeed, speak justly. Do you judge people with equity? No, in your heart you devise injustice, and your hands mete out 
violence on the earth. Even from birth, the wicked go astray from the womb. They are wayward, spreading lies. Their venom is like the venom of a snake, like that of a cobra that has stopped its ears. They will not heed the tune of the charmer, however skillful the enchanter may be. Break the teeth in their mouths, O oh God, Lord. Tear out the fangs of the lions, let them vanish like water that flows away. When they draw the bow, let the arrows fall short. May they be like a slug that melts away as it moves along like a stillborn child that never sees the sun. Before your pots can feel the heat of the thorns, whether they can be green or dry, the wicked will be swept away. The righteous will be glad when they are avenged. When they dip their feet in the blood of the wicked, then people will say, surely the righteous still are rewarded. Surely there's a God who judges the earth. Deliver me from my enemies, O God. Be my fortress against those who are attacking me. Deliver me from evildoers and save me from those who are after my blood. See how they lie in wait for me. Fierce men conspire against me for no offense or sin of mine, Lord. I have done no wrong. If they are ready to attack me, arise to help me. Look on my plight. You, Lord God Almighty, you who are the God of Israel, rouse yourself to punish all the nations. Show no mercy to wicked traitors. A car pulls in off screen. The engine stops. Shannon enters. So what? I have herpes now? It's not proven. Yes, I'm an asshole. So you forgive me or what? No. Shannon crosses and kisses him. They fall on the bed. I fucking hate you. They begin to undress. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I am sorry. Ah, shut the fuck up. Can I tell you some shit? I honestly just figured you... you ne- never mind. Do you, do you want to just leave me now? I'm taking you with me. Whether I want to or or not. Fuck you. Fuck you. You wanted it. I told you. I'm sorry. Sorry. Shut the fuck up. They fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Next scene, interior, motel room, half-dressed in bed. Where'd you go? Huh? What? Nothing. It's stupid. You didn't didn't meet anyone? Wait. I was gone for like four minutes. I want you. Shut up. What? I had a secret rendezvous on the interstate? That's what you think? I don't even have a fucking... You could have another one. Elijah pulls his phone from the bag and hands it to her. I mean, obviously, I was going to have one. You're unbelievable. She gets on top of him. I have a secret mission. Can't remember. Marry, fuck, or kill. That's not funny. He pushes her off. What do you think? I'm, uh, I'm a sociopath? What are you? Elijah pulls her head down to his waistband. She kisses. Fuck you. Oh, I think that was me. Fuck you. I already stormed out. Rule of three, don't be a tease. I'm not putting that... Don't say anything you can't take back. Poor choice of words, maybe, in the circumstances. I guess it's too late. No single thing abides, but all things flow. Lucretius, guess it's... Not too late to start my rap career. I'm glad they sent you after me. Sorry I didn't tell you. You have great tits, you know that? Mary. Marry me. Let's do some business. Come on. 
You like facials? Oh, we're not talking now. Fuck it. He plays with his phone. You ever do porn? I think I saw you in a porno once. He puts down his phone. We really not talking? And can I steal your car? Nothing? I never promised you anything, all right? You fucking kidnapped me. Here we go. Well, it got you talking, didn't it? Did it? Can we cut this shit? At some point? Can we breeze through all this getting to know you bullshit and say something real? I put it all on the line for you. Not for a finger fucking a blowjob. You were in trouble back there. Could have been last week, could have been yesterday. I'm not a fucking private investigator. He puts me on mostly. I'm out for blood. If you want to take your chances without me, go right ahead. Hey, come here. Come here. I really like you. I told you I love you. I wasn't bullshitting. I don't know you, but I love you. You're like a razor blade. I want to hold you close. I want you all over me. Don't walk out on me, okay? Don't go driving off without me. Well, then... Punch the asshole button a few times. We're not courting anymore. Should have brought some drugs. Elijah pulls the flask from his bag, sips. Want some? Ever been to Indianapolis? Saw some horrific shit. Terrible shit. This guy, I don't even want to say it. Eyes and shit. I always dreamed of Louisiana, New Orleans, obviously. Not Mardi Gras and all that shit, just, you know, the bayou. Jazz, horns and brass, trumpets, dancing girls, big titty woman laughing off a balcony, naked kids playing on the curb. I heard the coke is crazy cheap down there. I don't know where I heard that. Look, are you tired of me already? Because... I'm not even sure what state we're in. You drive funny. We got pretty far before you asked me any questions except the first one. I didn't want to go back to my place, you know. Yours, well, uh, still not sure what you're planning to do to me. You want a quotation? You want to quote shit at me? Mashari mm, Fudin said something. Learning the weapon with which Satan is combated. Don't ever pull that shit on me again. They kiss. I will set you on fire. Next scene. Interior motel room. Elijah on the bed. Shannon enters with food delivery. Have you had your cunt link lately? This is something you should know. She sets the food down. I had a partner with his fetish... He liked fucking on a crime scene. Shannon starts eating. It was a point of honor or something. He had a passion for putting people down. Hardest I ever came in my life from behind this pile of cash. Must have been $80,000. Should have gotten paid on commission. Anyway, he ate my pussy. Probably didn't tell his wife. We had a mark on the floor and one torched in the tub. Not a lot of blood or anything like that. He wasn't sick in the head or stupid. He figured between the action and the cleanup, we had time for passion. 
telling the story, I can hear how fucked up it sounds. Never told anyone. It's not the kind of thing I go in for, to be honest. But he got so excited. And I liked that. Being wanted right then. Like that. It was dangerous. A lot of power in it. Making a choice that's final. He was so cocky. I don't know if he knew we had the time or didn't care. Like I said, stakeouts, hits, whatever he had to think. He had a thing for it. Pretty messed up, I guess. Well, I never got into the torture. Sometimes you have to. They say it's not reliable. I prefer things cleaner. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I don't like the word cunt, I suppose. I fail to find it sexy. Do you? Does it turn you on? Not hungry? Weird. Not like corpses turn me on, but you have to admit, power is hot. Ever read Machiavelli? Sun Tzu? The fact that a man who wants to act virtuously in every way necessarily comes to grief among so many who are not virtuous? I knew a woman who sucked off a dog. I've never done anything like that. But I've orgasmed to offend the blind eyes of a corpse. You think less of me? Hence, to fight and conquer in all our battles is not supreme excellence. Supreme excellence consists of breaking the enemy's resistance without fighting. But where's the fun in that? Niccolo was a motherfucker. Fortune is a woman, and if you want to master her, you must strike and beat her. And you will see, darling, are you afraid of me? We haven't swapped war stories. You seem more like a pacifist. I did a job for your friend Gregory once. Someone was stealing. Are you squeamish? In any case, I perforated temple. You wouldn't think you could survive that, but it's possible. Have some food. I've put off your appetite. Let's change the subject. Pussy eating or cunt looking, you said? I don't know if this is common. I tend to enjoy tongue fucking. My clit can be so sensitive, but then you already knew that. What do you want to do tomorrow? Eliza rushes to the bathroom. Do you mind if I taste yours? Her toilet flushes off screen. Oh, it's a little drab. Mine is better. Eliza returns. Men usually decide upon a middle course, which isn't most hazardous, for they know neither how to be good nor entirely bad. Niccolo Machiavelli was a mean fuck. You can just tell. Hey, hey, I'm playing with you. Oh, God, are you all right? I thought you uh, wanted to talk dirty. You like to kill people, kill people. Oh, honey, don't you worry your pretty little head about it. I guess it depends. Why don't you come here and kiss me? She kisses him. Do you like spanking? Have you been bad? Jesus, honey, do you need a fucking hand job? Kidding. I really seem to have freaked you out. What? No, 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 no. No. Mm -mm. 
No. Maybe we should take a few steps back. Do you have some kind of plan? Are you fucking threatening me? Baby, what would be the point of threatening you? Should I finish this or do you want some? I'm not hungry. You actually prefer oral? To food? That's, that's pretty endearing. I'd love to fuck your mouth. You don't like that? Uh, let me, uh, let me lick you. Not right now, cutie pie. Shannon continues eating. You never thanked me for saving you. Yeah, thank, thank you. Did you want me to drop you somewhere? You knew the organization was crumbling. I, I guess so. Why don't you let me... Got anything left in that flask? They drink for a while, passing the flask. Elijah takes it. Do you know how they brought me in? I was drugged in some basement for days. They dosed me. Swear to God. Must have been weeks before I really came down. Details are murky. My memory, my memory hasn't been the same. So dark. I couldn't see much better once they pulled off the cloth. I just remember this hard, cold, concrete, heavy steps overhead. I woke up sweating, cuffed to a hot pipe. Sometimes I don't think it was real. Terrible dream. And I just kept talking. Couldn't fucking shut up. Door would open and close. People came in, asked me questions, left, put needles in me. I can't handle shots now we give blood i got out and greg apologized hey man that's how it goes that's when i knew i couldn't leave so yes thank you i should have thanked you elijah hands her the flask i actually knew that not all of it they told me a little and i tracked you down Soaked a cloth bag in ether, threw it over your head, and dragged you into a car. That's all. I, I don't know where they took you. I wasn't involved in the rest. I would have told you your liquor's gone. I didn't know how you'd take it. I, I'm sorry. I, I that, that's why I thought I, I thought. I wanted to help you get away from that. From all them. I felt that I owed you. I'm really sorry. Shannon throws the flask. Do you want to hit me? He grabs her. Slaps her. They make out and undress. The phone rings. They ignore it. The end. Well, what was that about? Didn't too. <laughs> Whoa, I've Thanks, just been guys. on a journey. I appreciate that so much. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. and blowjobs licking cunt on a Wednesday afternoon. That was fun. That was great. I'm totally Yeah, I told changed. my parents to listen to that. I didn't really, like, reflect on it that much, but it worked. Yeah. It was pretty hot stuff. Uh, You know, so. When did you, when did you write that? How long ago? Can you tell I was spending a lot of time alone? Um, I I was living in Arroyo, so... Uh, 
A royal means stream. I had just stream. broken my leg. Oh, broken so your leg. We left, yeah, we we were like here, and then we went to Portland, and then we ended up in Arroyo, and I was there for like a year, but I had a broken leg, so it's healing for like a good like half of that time. It's still kind of like unsteady. And uh, so I wrote uh, that, and I wrote a few other like weird little scripts, and just I made a lot of music at that time too. Cool. Yeah. But um, I'm recording the the first part of the story as an audiobook. So every couple of days, I put up chapters from that and from this other piece of writing I have on YouTube, just as audio. And then I'm really glad I like now I can refer people to this if I want. Like, oh, you want to check out some of my work? You don't have to like read it. You could listen to it. Oh, that's cool. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. You've, I mean, you've inspired me. To, I'm gonna go there. I have like eight unpublished novels and uh, no, oh hell, novella. I know, I know. And I should just, well, they're all they're all episodic, like the Voices book or the Bike Messenger Assassins. And I'm just gonna read them. Oh yeah, dude. here because the what audio, else? Man. What else am I doing? Dude, you're here. That's that's how I felt when I had the space. It was like, oh shit, let me just take every like random scrap of writing I have and just like put it in a time slot. Where are you staying? You so you're much. in a big, you're in a, it, that looks, it reminds me of the old Merchants of Reality place because it's so big and open. Oh, uh, this, this is uh, Rachel Pinson's. Oh, rad. Cool. Her place yeah. is big. Damn. I guess. I'm jealous. So. Um, you know, she's very generously, like, open up her space to, like, me and to Nelly, when we didn't have a place to be, she's kind of a rainbow kid, so that's like her deal, I guess. How's Mister doing? Um, she hasn't seen him. She misses him. He's up north. Oh, I didn't know that he was up north. Oh, that's such a bummer. Yeah, they do like a split. Ah, uh, kind of yeah. Good thing. My kitten is the namesake of her dog, Mister. My kitten's name is oh, Mister as well. <laughs> But she's a you know, she. that's a black name. Mr. is a black you know name? That. Mr. is very much a black name. Yeah, because uh, after after the war, you might have heard about the war. After the war, uh, a lot of black parents, they didn't want their kids to be called boy or disrespectfully called by their first names. They wanted their kids to have respect, so they named their kid Mr. So it's like, even if you call him by his first name, you still have to call him Mr. That is an amazing thing I've never heard of, and I love mm. that you just enlightened me to that. Oh, yeah. Well, my kitten's name is Mr. Because Mr. Freeman. A lot she, of Mr. Freeman's Mr. Freeman. She's a Mr. Sister. <laughs> she's a Mr. Sister, and it's because she's a feminist. She's a feminist cat, so we're calling her Mr. I bet Morgan I bet Morgan Freeman has a Mr. somewhere if you trace it back far enough. I'm Mr. Freeman. That's a really smart way to do it, to turn it against the man. They well, still just call you boy, man. It doesn't matter. They just call you nigger anyway. Like, <laughs> well, you can try. This worked out really well. We can do this anytime you want. I have, I have time. Um, Friday too. From from last Friday was so depressing because it used to be happy oh, no. hour and then Pamtastics, and oh, it's yeah. been nothing. And it's it's like trying to fill content with. I get bored of myself basically. I, so. I have a shorter. Uh, I have an eighteen-page script. All this stuff. Yeah. But a, am I gonna get it? You applied and, for the comedy gives back thing. I did. Yeah, I applied nice. for the. The artist grant in San Francisco for both personal 
for self, which is me, and then also I did for one me. of those too. Yeah. So I did both of those: one for mutiny, one for myself. I um oh, filled out the grant forms for um the there's a there's a, one for California from the NEA, and there's there's these other things called forgivable loans and that I don't it doesn't sound good to me but I think I need to do it because I'm not going to be able to pay anything back but I hear that the first 10 grand is a grant so I won't I won't have to pay it back but either way any of that money that was promised wasn't going to come in for at the soonest would be 60 days and I didn't have the next 2 months of rent so it was like do I Get, do I pay for all this myself and then go in the hole or but it's okay because yeah what are you supposed to do for 60 days exactly for that because I still have to pay the rent so now I don't have to worry about it because this foundation came through and the GoFundMe a lot of people donated so um, Mutiny Radio will exist until July when supposedly all the checks start rolling in and so then I'd be like, okay, everything's good. And if everything, is that when the checks come in? That's I when all the checks, because they said it's the earliest you can receive any of your funding is 60 days from applying. So fucked, man. I haven't paid, I haven't filed taxes in 10 years. And so like, what time on Friday, by the way, do you want to do? Oh, it's uh, any time between six and 10. I have, six, I have the radio eight, four ten. hours on Friday, six to 10. So okay. hopefully we can do something. Counter. But what happens to the human body when you if you don't eat for 60 days? Um, you I know We're you can live for out. 40. It's water. You die after seven days of not drinking water. And sometimes sooner. You can die five days after not drinking water. But hey, Josh. Food, you can live hey, a yes. long time. Um, can you, like, write some scripts? Like, I'm not the only motherfucker who can write a script. Let's do more of these. I have a couple of scripts, but I'm there too. We go, baby. I'm not. I'm not happy enough with them to. Uh, no, to air this is them. how. No, no, no. It's not. A, we're not showing them off. Like, look how perfect this shit is. We're trying to figure out how to take the work and do something with this. So you like wake it up. You stand it up. It's a workshop. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll take. I'll take a look. But it's more likely that I uncover some like some beat poetry or something. Or yeah. Some, some political ramblings or Poems. something that I have stuff to say. I'm true. No, I'm so down with poetry. I'll read. I wanted to have a poetry workshop on here anyways, just before it was in my phone as a note before COVID. It I was, kept writing these essays and people accuse them of being poems, but they're not. But also uh, they haven't been heard that much. I have like a really long essay on black cinema. All right. I could Bring on air sometime if you Hell like. Yeah. I've I've made that mistake with some of your with some of your writings where they it's like it's written in iambic pentameter or or some sort of it's rhythmic like, this way. This is not it's not a poem. It's an algebraic word equation. Like, <laughs> yeah, where I started out thinking like I started reading the poem, being like, ah, oh, this would be great with a beat. And then by the end of it, I'm just devastated by like racial inequities or something, you know, or whatever, <laughs> whatever the so, content was. There's this book called Bluets, and I have it around here somewhere, but I don't see it right now. Uh, but it changed my life. I didn't even read this book, and it changed my fucking life. It changed the way I write. And basically for the last uh, eight years, I've just been writing uh, lyric essays is the form that the book is written in. It's like a non – it's a lyric but non – I don't know. It's a weird concept, but I've basically been ripping off of Ginsburg and like All right. uh, Gonzo journalism. 
and uh, they're the worst people to rip off. I, I rip just, off like, Gertrude Stein a quite a bit. Of San Francisco in there. I, I rip off Gertrude Stein. I rip off modernists from the twenties quite a bit, with my pretentious. You language. know, I got I got paid. I got paid decent. Like I found this voice and I got excited about it, and then like I sent it some stuff to some magazines, and sometimes they pay me. I'm like, all right, I can. You want to hear this? And then some. Sometimes they're like, we'll file another poetry, and I'm like. Fuck you! I'll never write for you again. <laughs> I want to be filed under poetry. I'm like, file me. I'm in it. I'm, I'm good. I'm so good. Well, thank you guys so much for doing this today and being on the AltaCast. This will be. Um, I'll tag you really on the Facebooks. Dirty, but I have an even more upsetting one that I'm trying to get enough actors who are willing to. Uh, oh God. Because we're on the mission to upset people. Oh, no, it's not that it's about. So I have this play. It's like a full-length play about uh, human trafficking. Oh, goodness. It's in two acts. So the first act takes place inside of one room in like a motel. That's like a shutdown motel full of just like trafficked people. (laughs) And then the second act is the same time span. But it's the entire span of the first act, but from inside this like bunker room with all these cameras, and it's just like the guy who's running everything. And at the end, he gets murdered. It's great. But, oh like, you have to yeah, get there. hell yeah! But but, uh, but apparently, apparently, everybody who reviews the script is too emotionally traumatized to get through the first <laughs> act. Yeah, there's only like one person who's made it all the way through the script, and they're like, it was really good. It was hard. It was painful, but it was good. And most people they quit like halfway through the first act. They're just like, I can't do this. <laughs> that's yeah you, you don't get to savor the revenge against the bad guy if you can't you don't, get, you can't get to the final page there's a pulp there's a pulp theater festival that used to happen back before the world ended <laughs> in in like the pacific northwest and every year i think about like oh i should submit that really horrible fucked up play that's what it's called a horrible lonely play I should submit it to the Pulp Festival. That's like maybe the only people who could tolerate it. And every time I check, I like miss the deadline by like a month or something. So I'm like, all right, next year. Next year. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna I'll apply. I'll do I'm, next year. I'm gonna apply for the <laughs> the Headlands residency and see if I can get that, and go up to the mountains um, and write some poems and shit for a while. Do that. Yeah. Go get a house in Detroit. Oh also, no no no! It's it's the Headlands residency. You get to apply to the residency, and if they take you. Then they I feel you, but also they're giving away houses in Detroit to writers a couple years ago. Jesus. I don't want to move okay. to Detroit. I know. No one does. That's why. That's, that's why right. they're doing it. That's good. But well, um, thank you all again. I have a bunch of sketches that are like shorter. So like I know there's other comics with sketches. So we could do a, a day where we just read sketches too. And like it's not just only my writing and shit. Yeah. Well, I've got. And again, I've got I've got all the time. So. Right. Especially right. Fridays and Mondays. Joke Workshop is just, I mean, I was so depressed on Monday's Joke Workshop. I basically just Well, if you want to do a sketch workshop uh, on Monday, I'll, I have a bunch of sketches I would love to hear people read, too. Cool. Sounds good. All right. Thank you. Um, you guys are the best. I'm going to, at 2 o'clock Thanks, here, I'm going to be playing this.